The Fake Show is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas, Brew City Brand, and by Mr. Antenna. It's The Fake Show with Jim Tofty. Steve Trevino is an outstanding stand-up comedian who got his big break opening for Carlos Mencia and is now a great headliner in his own right, appearing regularly here in Las Vegas. And he always has great stories to tell. I've got Steve Trevino on the line right now. Jim, how are you? I'm great. How are you, buddy? I'm awesome, man. I'm I'm happy that you're in Vegas. That's my favorite city in all the world. I know that, and I've seen you here. I love your stand-up. I know that you. Uh, Thank you. I know that you hook up at the uh, Brad Garrett comedy spot. I think I I th- remember something about that there was a fire in a hotel room that you were staying at at the MGM. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you hear that? It was kind of funny. I, I don't know if I heard it on your podcast or, or whatever it was, but man, that had to be quite scary because you were with your wife at the time, right? Yeah, well, so the, yeah, it was Halloween weekend and the wife has convinced me that we're going to dress up for Halloween because it's Vegas. So yeah. <laughs> we start driving, we, we drive all over Las Vegas and all of a sudden my friend Brad Garrett, uh, yeah. he calls and he's like, Trevino, where are you? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm out and about. He's like, get back to the hotel. I go, what's going on, Brad? He goes, you're burning it down. <laughs> Dude, I show up back at the hotel, fire trucks everywhere, like full on like six fire trucks. I'm like, oh my God, like what happened? I look at my wife and she's like, I don't know. I go, did you leave a curling iron on? What happened? We get on our floor and the, all the sprinklers went off on my floor. So the carpet is sloshing. There's firemen going in and out. I'm like, oh, my God. I go in my room, and apparently one of the lamps in our restroom caught on fire. Okay, so it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault necessarily. Well, they don't know. They were never able to prove if it was our fault or not, and we can't remember. <laughs> oh, but they man. said that we might have we thrown a towel on top of the light. So did Brad calls me up. So many things have happened at that club. So Brad calls me up. He's like, you're staying at, you, that's it. I'm putting you off the strip, right? <laughs> no, you're, you're not staying at, you're not staying at MGM anymore. I'm like, oh, right. dude. But, but he was totally kidding. And then my wife went into labor on a weekend that I was performing in Vegas. Uh, and I had my child that week. I ended up having to leave Vegas and leave Brad. And as a matter of fact, in my new special, I tell the whole story because my son is actually named after Brad Garrett. Really? My, my son's name is Garrett. He's, at, yeah, he's actually named after my father and, and Brad Garrett. But, you know, I have to leave on Thursday. Brad writes me a check uh, for the whole week, which he didn't have to do because I was leaving yeah. on Thursday and I had to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He writes me a whole check. And I'm like, wow, Brad, thank you. He writes another check. He puts it in an envelope. And I, I don't even think about it. I go home. We have the baby. And my wife goes, how did it go with Brad Garrett? I said, it went well. He paid us. And my wife was like, oh, my God, wow. I go, he gave us another check. And when I opened up the envelope, it was $25,000. He's the sweetest guy in the world. Yeah, I've heard stories about how he treats the uh, the comedians who perform at his club. It's really a great thing. And, you know, it's funny because when we've had him in our radio studio in the past, the guy can be intimidating, as you know, with that, with how tall oh, he huge. is and that. Yeah, I know. You know, he, you know, like, like, I you know I, I have some fame, you know, I mean, I, 
you know, yesterday at the grocery store, you know, I had I had to take a couple of pictures, a couple. And then everybody else around them is like, who's that? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, but when you're, when you're Brad Garrett, you, you know, and you're on somebody's TV every right. single day and you're six foot nine, it's a mob. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, I read something about you that when you were a kid, you were eight years old, I think it was. You were in the school talent show and you did material from Eddie Murphy Raw. Is that true? Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've, I've been a professional comedian for 20 years, but I've been doing stand up since I was eight years old. And I, I memorized Eddie Murphy Raw, right? And we had an audition to do the talent show and the music teacher goes, I remember her name, Miss Mute. And Miss Mute goes, okay, so what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to be a stand-up. She's like, all right, great. Let's see it. And I'm doing Eddie Murphy Raw, and her jaw hit the ground. Because <laughs> she, she's expecting knock-knock jokes or something, right? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so then she tells me to stop, and I'm like, well, did I do good? I mean, you know, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, like, teachers are talking, the principal's out there, and I'm this is it. They're, they're going to send me to Johnny Carson. Right, that's how good I am. Well, they end up calling. They they end up calling my mom and having a student teacher, a parent teacher conference with my mom about what is my mom letting me watch at home. Right, (laughs) that is hysteric. By the way, how did you get a hold of that material? Well, my cousins, right? I had older cousins, and they had recorded it on. You know, back in our day, I don't know how old you are, but back in our day, you put a little piece of tape on the corner of the of the the movie that you don't want anymore, and you record it off the TV. Right. So they had recorded Eddie Murphy Raw. And I remember them showing it to me. I remember going, oh, my God, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I took it home. And I I literally wore that tape out. My parents would go to sleep when I was eight or nine. I'd wake up. And I'd walk into the living room and I'd put that tape in and I'd watch it over and over and over and over. Yeah, that makes sense. So did you show up uh, at the audition in red leather pants? Uh, yeah, I should have, right? I should have worn the, <laughs> or the blue. Or I think, was that the red one? No, that was Delirious, right? Uh, right, right. You're right about that. The yeah. blue one. Well, that's, see, that's how, that's how good I know that special is. But but when you're nine, you don't know that you're not supposed to use other people's material. And, and here's so, what's crazy: I have a three I have a three year old, and him and my wife travel with me about seventy percent of the time. And what we do so that we can eat as a family before the first show on Friday, we will eat dinner in the green room. And now my son goes on stage, <laughs> and now my three year old son walks on stage and says, uh, "The joke we just taught him was." For, we did holiday jokes, right? What do yeah. what do the elves learn in, in school? You know the alphabet. What's the, what's the difference between a snowman and a snowwoman? The snowballs, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it, it kills. You know, so it, it's just been fun to make it a family event and and you know really really go out there and and people know my life. You know the the people that follow me, they know everything about me. Everything. That's what makes it so successful, I think, that uh, you really tell it all. And I think it was you who once said that you're not a man until you've had a woman tell you what to do. Yes, that is, yeah. that is my quote. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you, you, you think you're a man when you're young, you know, and then you get older and you realize that. Well, and, and the best part is it's like, I can't wait to be an adult. That way I get to do what I want. Well, uh, <laughs> you do what you want when you're a kid, really. And then you get married and then you do what your wife wants. You know, your early influences, obviously, Eddie Murphy. I know Carlos Mencia is somebody who meant a lot to you. What are some of the other comedians who uh, influenced you? Well, influence-wise, I mean, you know, when you're young, you know, yes, Carlos. 
Carlos Mencia was an influence, and as as I ended up working with him, he ended up being becoming a hindrance and and becoming a a poison towards me, and and that was kind of a bummer. But yeah. you know, when I was young, George, you know, George Lopez, Kinnison, you know, all those guys. I mean, Eddie Murphy, uh, of course, Richard Pryor, you know, um, Bill Hicks, you know, me being from Texas, oh, Bill man. Hicks was a was yes. a big deal. And you know, one of the things that I I like about Bill Hicks was his honesty. And you know, early on when I was an opener, I, I used to tell a joke. I used to tell a story that was actually my cousin's story. And afterwards, people would come up to me and, and reference that story to me. And I, and I felt like such a liar. And that's when I decided, okay, everything I do on stage is going to be real. And everything that I do on stage is going to be mine. You know, my story, my life, what happens to me, that's what I'm going to talk about. And that's when things got really real. Uh, you've had a great career. I look forward to seeing you here in Las Vegas. And I know you got to go. Look for uh, look for Steve's new special, Till Death, on iTunes, Google Play, Xbox, and all the other platforms. And here in Vegas, hopefully everything goes well at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club inside the MGM, April 29th. Great talking to you, Steve. I hope to see you here. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. And please come up and introduce yourself because I'd like to shake your hand. Thank you. All right, buddy. Nice talking to you. You know, it's interesting when you get press materials on guests, sometimes they are a little bit dated. Like, for instance, something happened between Steve and his former friend, Carlos Mencia. Steve obviously is indebted now to Brad Garrett and everything that he has done for him. Look for Steve's new special now and coming to Vegas in April. That is the end of this episode of The Fake Show. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Jim Tofty, and I'll see you back here next time. Take the fake show with you at thefakeshow.com, SoundCloud, and at iTunes.